world full of Uniteds. It is a magic moment from Hyun-Min Cities. Through to Lucas Moura! And Rovers. Harry Kane! Oh, what a goal! There is only one Hotspur. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! Hello and welcome back to the One Hotspur Podcast. I am Toby uh, from Underscore Spurs Center. And today I am joined by Bodie, Max, Louie, Charles. And for the very first time on this podcast, we are joined by Alfred. How are you doing, Alfred? Welcome, yeah, I'm good, Alfred. thanks. Thank you for yeah. welcome, Alfred. having me. Everyone put in the comments, hashtag welcome, Alfred. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's jump right into it. So uh, we're going to start off today by reviewing the... Uh, the 1-0 loss against uh, Paco de Ferreira. I think that's how you say it. It could be Paco or Paco de Ferreira. I'm not entirely Paco. sure. Uh, um, yeah, it's like that. It's like Yeah. But, Louis, uh, I guess we'll go to you first. Uh, what were your uh, thoughts on the game, and uh, where, do you think we went, where do you think we went wrong? Uh, appalling. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and, um, where, um, where, did the, where were the problems for you? What were like the problem spots? Um, it was a, a young, young, young squad, because obviously mm-hmm. Europe. But I have something very sad. I will be going to the second leg on Thursday, so screw me. Well, you're gonna be watching the the epic comeback. So it's Amsterdam two point oh. My uh, dad said that we'll win four two in aggregate. Apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I agree with you. I think uh, having such a young squad definitely impacted the team. Uh, but I think it was the fact that it was a mix of such a young squad and the senior players. And that's the first time many of them have yeah, played like together. People that have just finished their, like, or doing their A-level or something. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you're getting, Same I think there were four people Same who made their first team uh, start last night. So, uh, Niall John, Dane Scarlett, Brian Heal, and Romero all getting their first starts in Spurs. I think it just looked disjointed. Um, but Alfred, what did you think about the game? I only, honestly, I only watched the second half, but uh, yeah, I felt like when we needed to do like substitutes and stuff, like we had like mm-hmm. this, everyone was like 18 years old on the bench. Yeah. That was a problem. But I think if we just put like Son mm-hmm. and some like Hoiberg and some other players from the A team, I think we can easily win on yeah. in London. Yeah, I have to say I agree. I think uh, since it was the away leg first, I think we didn't want to take too many of our stars uh, away so that they could just prep for the game against uh, Wolves, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, But I think overall, that wasn't an awful result. I mean, I know we lost and it was an invisible performance, but uh, the fact that we're only 1-0 down and then the second leg, you know, we can bring in uh, Sun or Lucas or Bergvine, uh, who can really uh, flip the script and uh, get us back into where we want to be and qualify for the uh, the group stages, which is kind of ridiculous that we're even talking about uh, the yeah, fact honestly. that we might not. But uh, Max, what do you think about the game? Um, well, um, I guess it wasn't great having a few, uh, a few uh, like inexperienced players in there. Like I know, um, mm-hmm. um, I know we had a few players who like, um, I guess who like experience and stuff, but like, Mm-hmm. I know we've got a second leg, but to be honest, I don't care if it's just like at the same time, like, I don't care if we're doing this hard or not. That was like shocking to say the least. I mean, yeah, to be honest, to be honest, the only positive I can take out of that game is that Brian Hill looked promising. That was pretty much mm-hmm. it. Um, I watched the game from the 12th minute on, and uh, 
pretty much the whole game, all I was watching was Pacos coming forward, um, uh-huh. us getting the ball back and launching it up to Dane Scarlett, yeah. who's not very agile in the air at all. Like, yeah. Um, I guess from what I saw from the game, Pacos are a very physical side, just like Wolves were mm-hmm. today. They've got some big defenders, but yeah, what they doing was just launching the ball up to him. It just doesn't work. Like, yeah, it was a it was a very poor performance. I mean, thankfully, thankfully we had the second leg, but at the same time, regardless of whether we're still in the tie, it was embarrassing to say the least. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. For the second leg, I think they might do the same squad. To be honest, no, I don't uh, think so. I think uh, we'll see quite a few more first team stars. But, uh, uh, Bodhi, I'm gonna come to you next. Uh, we've seen a lot of people say after the game, I'm um, looking at the score and looking at the players that we used, uh, that it would be better off for us just to get knocked out now and not have to worry about it. Uh, would you rather us, you know, put in a stronger squad in the next leg and progress into the knockout stages or just kind of put out the same team and uh, fall out of it? You want to go to the knockout? It's it realistically, it's our only chance of winning a trophy this season. So if mm-hmm. you want any sort of success, I mean, if Spurs fans really want a trophy, they'll want us to stay in it. If not, if they want us to yeah. just stay through the real but rebuild phase, then sure, get knock yourself out on purpose. But you mm-hmm. you have to understand the fact that not only will you be throwing away any opportunity of a trophy, which mm-hmm. we are favourites to win. But we will become a laughing stock. Like it would be worse than Colchester. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But to be fair, I mean, well, how many of us uh, were really embarrassed after that? Yeah, Charles, we we'll go to you. Uh, Charles. Well, I think that's a bit of a of exaggeration. You, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I think that's a bit of an over exaggeration. That would be. I mean, yes, obviously. The down part of losing is, uh, yeah, that we get bantered by the rival fans and all. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly Nuno really doesn't care about this competition and neither do the players. I, I, I want yeah. us to stay in it because it's the only thing that we can win, really. But mm-hmm. it is a lot of games and I'm starting to think, is it really worth it? Because, I mean, Nuno really, clearly doesn't care about it. I mean, in the press conference, mm-hmm. you can tell. But uh, I have a lot to say about the game as well. So... I thought, I mean, yeah, it was a pretty shambolic performance in all ways possible. Um, we did so much wrong. Um, I think Nuno tactically, um, he, we we were a bit too confident because it's not Pakos are not a bad side. I'd say they 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 have the quality of an average championship side. I mean, you can't be a bad side if you finish fifth in the league where you got Porto, yeah. Sporting, uh, Braga, Benfica. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah. they can't be bad. So I think we underestimated them a bit. Um, yeah, and, you know, and also I agree with Alfred when he said the bench. When you play these kind of games, you've got to have Son on the bench or some, some big gun that you can bring on if you're not doing yeah. well, you know. Um, yeah, but I did think I Jill, Jill on the start at least looked very quick, like really mm-hmm. on the ball. And um, I mean, he kind of got slower over time. But I thought yeah. he, uh, Jill and also Sassanol in moments was pretty good. But mm-hmm. really, except for that, I mean, I, I feel sorry for Scarlett because the, the, the support he was getting just didn't make any sense, as Max yeah. said. Uh, like, he, he just wasn't in the right place at the right mm-hmm. time, really. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm confident in the second leg that 
we'll probably just bring Son and Kane, uh, and we'll we'll put a bit stronger eleven, and then if mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll bring on like Son or Kane or something, and we'll we'll mm-hmm. hopefully we'll win because I mean I I think we play Dynamo Moscow next, so if we lose to them, it won't be that it won't be as bad as losing to Pakosh. So at least we won't be as bad. Um, I think I think after this game we go straight to the uh, the group stages. No. Did you see? No, but did you not oh. see how much they p- took the piss out of us after we lost our first leg? Did yeah, we, but that doesn't oh. matter really. I mean, you you got to be like Arsenal fans can't say anything anymore, to be honest. And Chelsea is so far ahead of us. I honestly don't care what they say. That anymore. is true facts, there, Charles. Arsenal can't say anything. Yeah, yeah. they're saying all the time. Oh yeah, we are the biggest club in you in uh, London. We're the biggest club in London, but you be big, we be good instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're in the relegation zone right now, so they can't say too much. But going back to the Pacos game, I just, uh, I think for us, a lot of the problems were in midfield. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful uh, to this player, uh, but what is Harry Winks good at? Does anyone know? Like, what does sure? he do well? You, you, you I was know. thinking about this before, yeah. He's got absolutely yeah. I motivation. guess in his prime, he I guess in his prime, he was pretty good at moving the ball forward in the pitch, but like not anymore. Mm. Yeah. Oh, listen, yeah. I'm just saying, listen, I'm just saying, Harry Winks could be one on one with the goalkeeper and, and he would still pass. <laughs> he would still. Do it. <laughs> well, um, yeah, well, you, you hate uh, Harry Winks, don't you, Max? What you hate Harry Winks. Oh, yeah, I am, I mean, it's just I don't see what Harry Winks does for us that, like, Niall John doesn't. Uh, but, Bodhi, yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, number eight? Okay, so, obviously, he's the best in the world. No, seriously, though, he is terrible. <laughs> he is dreadful. If, if, when, he, when he's on the pitch, it feels he feels like a pitch invader just trying to kick the ball about. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's pretty woeful he's not great um uh but we de- we definitely need to get him sold if it wasn't for homegrown i would i think nuno would have had him yeah half, but, um, yeah i think the fact that he's from the academy and from england is the only thing that's keeping him uh from being on the transfer list uh but i mean seriously like i don't see what he offers that niall john doesn't like i'd rather see well, niall te- john in the first team well the thing with winks is it, uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm guilty of this, but he used to be one of my favorite players. But this, I'm talking about two, 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 three years ago when he mm-hmm. was actually pretty decent. Uh, yeah. I thought, he'd, uh, you know, back then I thought that he'd be like Skip is now. I thought he'd be, you know, yeah. he'd be a future captain and everything. And I, I don't, I actually looking back, I, I don't know why people rated him before either. He's never really offered that much, even well, before. To be fair, before he did boss Tony Cruz and Luka Modric in the Bernabeu, so yeah, he did yeah, have that, that one game. game. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, also, I saw the thing with Winks is like uh, on in the reports it says um, that Winks uh, is very happy to stay at the club uh, mm-hmm. uh, and not go to like Everton and that. Why is yeah. it his decision? Why is it his decision uh, to yeah. stay at the club? Why don't we just? Bloody sell him. Uh, I don't understand. Why is it his decision at all? He's nowhere yeah. near good enough quality. The guy gets bossed by MK Dons and Pakosh midfielders. It's like he's fallen four leagues down in quality. I don't know what... Like, honestly, uh, 
I do not see anything good about this guy. Like, yeah, we should have Literally. sold him to Man U or Everton when we had the chance, man. Whenever or I Man City last January when they wanted to bid oh, forty yeah. million pounds for him. I, yeah. I think but, that uh, was yeah. Fake, but yeah. Whenever I watch Winks play. It's like I'm watching 12 against 10. It's like his role is to <laughs> slow the game down. It's like I'm watching 12 against 10. And in my opinion, like it's one of the biggest downfalls I've seen yeah. in a long time. I mean, I mean, three years ago, like Charles said, he was one of my favorite players. And, and I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I always remember this. So my dad got home from the 3 1 win against Real Madrid at Wembley. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, Winks is the English Iniesta. Yeah. <laughs> We're now I mean, it seems so long ago. We're now here three years later saying, oh, yeah, he's shit. He's not League One quality, da-da-da. Like, one of, the, mm-hmm. one of the biggest downfalls. And like I said before, well, already, it's like, it's like watching 12 against 10 when he's on the field because his role is to slow the game down. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I just, yeah. and there is a way to slow the game down that works and, like, bringing it to your tempo and dictating the game, um, similar to, like, you know, pure low maybe. But the way he slows the game down is just, it doesn't benefit us. It really just, it's, we're playing on the counter. I think the issue with Winks is, is he does like to slow the game down, but the way Nuno's having us play right now is to counter quickly. And so when he gets on the ball, he kills that counter. And then the other team has time to organize and it just, it doesn't work out for us. But uh, yeah, Louis, what do you want to say about Harold, Harold Winks? Um, they will remember when Ryan Mason got put in charge. A couple yeah. of the only reason Ryan Mason played Winks is because Winks is like a Ryan Mason 2.0. Ryan Mason bad, region. But bad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ryan Mason and Winks, yeah. and you could argue Scott Parker, but Scott Parker. Parker was better than Bale. No, 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 no. I've got, yeah. fact. I've got they, a fact. They all, I've got they, a fact. They all, 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 they it's I just think not, Ryan Mason like, in our midfield right now, possibly even with the way Winks is. is now bad. He's not even average. But, it, yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather him be on the bench than Winks, to be honest. Um, I'm sure he can... Uh, but, yeah, um, can we just appreciate the fact that Ronaldo is considering moving to us it's, from that's, Juventus. That's, such, <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. There's so many it's reasons that won't happen. We're in the conference league. His wages are more than let, everyone else's combined. Let us believe. Let us believe. No. So there is the it's one of these. It's one of these. <laughs> imagine, imagine Ronaldo. Who's holding the a cap league. for the listeners? It's one of these. Uh, oh, yeah. That's yeah. A Tottenham cap, boy. When's the Ronaldo kid swap, Charles? Oh, also, uh, <laughs> uh, they just they just asked Lukaku in an interview. Um, they just asked Lukaku in an interview. Uh, like um, the woman asked Lukaku, uh, that she said the Arsenal fans were chanting Lukaku, uh, uh, chanting and saying, uh, "What? Like, why didn't Lukaku go to them?" And he just said, uh, and he just said, "No, no, <laughs> he, he was disgusted." 
It was like, yeah. no, no, I would never. Arsenal really is done. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Beautiful, to be honest. Arsenal getting rejected left and right and still in the relegation zone. I'm thinking they are. They're, they're the... such a Arsenal copycats. They copied our documentary. I mean, Amazon we... just decides who gets those, but. Because, um, I mean, by that logic, we copied Man City with a documentary, but. Man City have got a new documentary on YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered uh, quite, a, uh, quite a bit of the uh, Pacos game. So let's move on to the Wolves game today. Uh, it kind of reminded me of the Mourinho days, which isn't great, but we got the win. So uh, what do you guys think about the Wolves game? We'll start with, uh, with Alfred. What do you think, Alfred? I think there was like four standout players here. First of all, Yuris. Mm-hmm. Most of the games in the whole like in history of club now um, or Premier League club, play, club games, that's very good by him, and he mm-hmm. had a really good game. Yeah, such crucial saves, especially the Adama Toria save when he mm-hmm. was three one on one. Yeah, that was quite a good save. Although it was Adama Toria, he doesn't score. No, I, yeah, it's also was so interesting. Yeah. I would say Dyer and Sanchez had a good, very good game as well. Maybe not Dyer, mm-hmm. but Sanchez was really good. Dyer was good, but mm-hmm. he had like one or two mistakes. Yeah. One of them led to the Adama Toria uh, chance mm-hmm. when Dyer just, for some reason, was like, yeah, I'm going to start dribbling here. <laughs> yeah. You know what's good? I'm, I'm really rating Sanchez at the minute. It's, yeah, it's weird. Too. I remember a few months ago, I was like, get him out. Oh, oh my him God. Out. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Let me stop you there, Bodhi. When you were slamming me for saying that, San- I, I thought when I no. said that, I think Sanchez still has. Oh, I can't believe this that this is actually happening. When I, I was saying um. that, I still believe Sanchez has the quality, but he just needs to get rid of his mistakes. And you were saying that he will never be a good player, and that is the biggest waste of money that we've ever. Maybe this will backtrack, and he'll be he'll be awful again. But if he actually becomes a good player now. Oh, I will, I will, I will always remind you of this. Well, you know what? Fair enough. I can't, I can't say anything about that. But um, I know it's good. I, I, I never thought Sanchez would would end up uh, fixing up those those mistakes. I just thought the pressure of the Premier League, he won't have enough. Um, he just not enough time on the ball to you know do what he wants, and then. Uh, and then he's just these past few games he's been good. It's weird, but um, obviously I, I'll I like I don't like to be right about stuff if if a player's bad. But so mm-hmm. if if he does well, I'm not going to be complaining. But um, yeah, it'll definitely be. Maybe the rumors are true that he found new confidence going to semi-final with Colombia in the Copa America, which is weird, but it yeah. was rumored like that. That's a that's a good point. Is um. Back before the season started, uh, there were some reports that uh, Sanchez was like feeling more confident and composed uh, after uh, the Copa America, which, I mean, seems like it's working so far. I mean, he did have a couple mistakes in the game today, I thought, but uh, overall he was really solid. And his mistakes weren't the uh, typical Sanchez mistakes that we're used to, um, where like he ends up giving a through ball to like Adama Traore or something like that. But uh, overall, I thought he was uh, pretty dis- uh, pretty solid today. So. Uh, but Max, uh, what do you think? What, what mistakes did he make? Oh, what never mind. Sorry, what mistakes did he make? Just real quick. What mistakes did Sanchez make? Yeah, I didn't notice any. There was one where he was holding, uh, I think it was Adama Traore uh, on the byline, and uh, 
he just turned around basically past Sanchez. And uh, the other one was, uh, oh, it was like a through ball to a Dolce I think. And uh, Sanchez went to like slide and clear it and he just, he whiffed it um, and it went through. But those are the oh, only oh, two. Yeah, I, I remember of. that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he struggled a bit with the Traore basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, Traore is a freaking monster. He's just, he's so strong on the ball. He's so quick. He's fairly good at dribbling. It's, it's just, we're so lucky that he's absolutely awful at shooting and he's absolutely awful at finding like that final pass. Um, I mean, well, I've seen us linked with him, but hold on one second. Let me just finish this thought. I've seen that we were linked with like a loan move for him. And to be honest, I don't think that's a great idea. If we're going to be bringing in uh, another attacker, it should be someone who can score goals. You know, we already have Lucas Mora, and uh, Steven Bergvine, who are very quick, very pacey, are good dribblers, <clears throat> but can't score goals. So we don't need another winger who can't score goals. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I just—he's such an interesting player. <laughs> yeah, well, the way he works. Uh, I gotta say, um, I'll discuss this game a bit more. But about Troy, like Troy, we make him look. So good every time, like yeah. he's so average against every other team in the league. But when he plays against us, we back off him and then we give him so much space. And he, he's so dangerous against us. I don't know why we let him do this to us, to be honest. I mean, we don't let him. And he, I know he's a force of nature, he's an absolute beast. But mm-hmm. when I'm watching Wolves against other teams, it's never the same. Like, it's something about us that he's always on top form against us. And yeah, yeah well, I think that's like, just the, the curse of Tottenham. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'd say Wolves uh, are our bogey team. I'd say like it's never easy against Wolves for us. It's never a straightforward game, and that's Not why I'm really happy. Crystal Palace. Yeah, I've said I'm agree with going. And, and Brighton, I'm going to say Brighton as well. It's never easy yeah. against Brighton for us either. But uh, well, talking about Wolves, um, that's why I'm happy with today's win because it's never easy going to the Molyneux, and. Yeah. yeah, I know it was. I, I did notice it was very Mourinho esque, but you know what mm-hmm. the difference was? Um, yeah, we went one nil uh, down and then defended quite a lot, but we brought on attackers when we were one nil down in the 70th minute. Jose yeah. would never bring on Los Celso and Kane in that situation. That's what we, mm-hmm. I, I really liked. And yeah. it wasn't, I mean, you've got to trust Nuno in this situation. I know it's very defensive, but it's his mm-hmm. old club. I mean, he must yeah. know what he's doing, and at the end, it paid Two off. Points. It wasn't it wasn't the most beautiful game to watch, but the defense did its job. Uh, Wolves played like a back five, and it was really hard to close down. Um, but yeah, we we did the job, and also one player I was really impressed by, who was my man of the match. I know Lloris was great as well, but Deli Ali. Uh, yeah, not, I agree. He's not it's not his attacking work, but his defensive work. He put his mm-hmm. body on the line so much, and he kept running back. And honestly, without him, we would have really got better today some of the stuff he did really helped um yeah, and also i thought I totally Bergwijn agree. was really good i just really want the guy to score that shot that he had was fantastic and that mm-hmm. skill at the end uh yeah i mean if Bergwijn just gets slightly more clinical he's gonna be one of the best wingers in the mm-hmm. league and, uh, i mean that dribble down the the left hand side and then he laid it off to kane was beautiful and then kane had to go and ruin it but just he, he, overall he was, he, kane was off his best game in a year yeah. Yeah. Best game of the year. yeah I, I'd probably agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Bergvine is starting to show that he's a little more confident. You know, uh, two goal contributions in his last four games uh, in the Premier League. 
um, or I guess two goal contributions in his last four games, uh, just past four games as well. And then also past four Premier League games. But I think he's starting to show, like, like I was saying, a little bit more confidence. And when Bergvine is a confident player, like once he gets there, I am convinced he's going to be world-class because, you know, you look at the goals he scored. I've said this before, but you look at the goals he scored, the one he scored against Man United, uh, dribbling around Maguire. That was incredible. The goal he scored against City, beautiful touch, beautiful finish. The goal he scored against Aston Villa, you know, bodying off, uh, I think it was uh, Mings maybe or Kansa. Uh, but both of those guys are very big, very strong. And to volley at top corner. Uh, and then uh, the goal against Chelsea. I mean, I know it was only preseason, um, but that was, it was a pretty solid goal dribbling past uh, Chalaba. So he has all of the attributes to be a top, top player. It's just, he doesn't seem confident at all in himself. So hopefully he uh, shows a little bit more of that this, this coming season. I really thought, can we just say, I, I know this, but I thought Lucas was pretty poor today. I mean, I'm not going to judge yeah. him or anything, but uh, he just kept losing the ball. It was pretty frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you what did you guys think of Kane? Because I I was actually pretty impressed when he came on. It was like I thought he'd be a bit you know slower than usual, but he looked pretty much himself, uh, like he like way left off last season. I mean uh, I mean he yeah. What do you, do you guys think? Personally, I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was uh, great. I didn't think he was bad, um, but I didn't think he was like phenomenal uh, by any means. But uh, Bodhi, what do you think about yeah, uh, Kane's well, performance today? Yeah. Um. Well, what what's there to talk about really? He he played for about yeah. fifteen minutes, did essentially nothing, except mm-hmm. get a yellow for time wasting. Um, yeah. And then missed, and then missed a very a very good chance. If Son, I think even Bergwijn. Uh, well, good. he was spotted after the game. Sorry, what? Oh, it was offside, guys. I don't know how no one's noticed this. It, he okay, was offside it anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, he had a one-on-one but, with the uh, keeper and he, he was missed. Does it matter? Bloody hell. Oh, come on. He, 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 it was a good save. I mean, come on. Offside or not. It, it was happened. a good... Okay. It was Harry Kane oh, one-on-one. Save. He scores that every time. That was poor from him. Yeah. I know it what it happened. It, it's, not, it's, not, it's not all to do... <laughs> Yeah, okay, it was the, it wasn't the best shot, I admit. But he was spotted in uh in the bus on Delhi's live. He was he was he was uh oh, yeah, that, alone. He no one was sitting with him. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, sad actually. Did you see that Yamba Tonga was in it and he got annoyed at uh, Stevie because Stevie has stolen his seat because that's the seat Yamba sat sat on for like since he's been at the club. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the uh the wolves game though um another player i, I was quite impressed with today um uh was Hoybier. i thought he was pretty class again you know winning the ball back quite a bit interceptions and all that um, and uh Reggie One, on as well i thought he got quite a few interceptions uh moving forward i, t- I totally agree uh, the thing that i liked about Hoybier today is there were some situations where he got a bad pass from i don't know sanchez or skip or ali and uh, there were like a few players that were just like running into him and trying to win the ball, and then he dealt with it so coolly in in, in situations under pressure, and, mm-hmm. and just uh, went away with the ball, which really impressed me. And also, if I'm sure some of you saw that skill at the end, and where he like where he nutmegged the the, the defender and then tried to go mm-hmm. with a Trevella shot. I mean, <laughs> that was pretty interesting. And also, you mentioned Regulon. 
that was one of his best performances in the Spurs shirt for me. He was just really good in defence. Yeah, um, Adama got past him a few times at the end, but there's nothing you could do about it when Adama's up against you, really, sometimes. Yeah. But uh, a few times, Regulon saved our asses when he uh, when he was running for the ball and just, you know, uh, got, got, got to it before the attacker and really saved us a few times. So I must say, top-class performance from Reggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic today. I thought uh, Tangango was a little more quiet today, but I think that was mostly just to do with the fact that uh, he couldn't steamroll uh, Adama like he steamrolled Sterling and Grealish. You know, uh, Adama doesn't give up the ball so easily. I'll tell you what is right. I don't know if anyone noticed this, but did anyone notice how Hoybe and Skip switched places? Like again, say Hoybe was in the middle and Skip and Skip mm-hmm. was out on the right with Tangang, and this time it was reversed. I think yeah. that was a bad move on Nuno's part because. Yeah, it, it felt like when you saw the defense, when you saw from the midfield, Moutinho and Neves was on the ball. You saw ahead of you, you saw a, a dysfunctional four-three-three that looked like it was mixing between like a four-one-one-one-three, and it was just it looked it looked out of it looked out of place. Where when you watch City, yeah. it was compact, it was tight, it was strict, and it looked like a you could you would look at you would look at the team and think, okay, yeah, they're playing four-three-three, but mm-hmm. um. I think Skip's aggression. Yeah. Uh, if he, I think if Skip was playing on the right with Skip's aggression and Tangangan, they were covering for each other. I think the game would have went a lot differently defensively, and I think uh, mm-hmm. I think Skip and Tanganga would have been the star players again. I think yeah. Yeah, that's just... that's well noticed, and also what I noticed with Skip and Hoiberg, which I thought was the biggest fault in today's game. There were moments when we were defending where Skip and Hoiberg went so far back that they were almost centre-backs with, with Star yeah. and Sanchez, and then literally gave so much space for Wolves midfield just to run into us. It was really frustrating yeah. at moments. So I thought if they could just be a bit more forward, we would have had more control of the midfield because there were some moments where Wolves were literally dominating. Like, it, yeah. uh, I don't... Uh, but hope, hopefully, you know, we've got Watford next. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, after Pakosh. Uh, and I'm pretty confident. I mean, we, uh, I feel like Delhi will have a good game against Watford. He always does well against Watford. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think what um, we should have more freedom against Watford. And also what I noticed yeah. is when Los Celso came on, you know, I don't know if we... So, we should sometimes maybe start Los Celso instead of Skip, maybe. I know Skip and Hoiberg is a great duo. Or, mm-hmm. get, or instead of Ali. But I thought Los Celso adds a lot more fluidity in midfield with one-touch <laughs> passing and stuff. I think when we play teams like Watford, um, that sorry, totally blank on what I was gonna say. Uh, I think when we play teams like Watford, Los also will get the start. Um, it's just I think when we're playing teams like Manchester City, um, and in this case Wolves, I think purely because of Adama Traore skip got the start. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just for like the extra defensive coverage. But when we play teams like Watford, who you know like just got promoted from the championship, or teams like Norwich or uh, Crystal Palace, maybe even. Um, I think we'll see uh, Los Celso Dele and uh, Hoybier. But uh, is there any, uh, any other topics all, you guys want to cover yeah. for the, uh, the Wolves game? We should also or... discuss yeah, there is something I'd like to cover. Yeah, but you go ahead. Um, <clears throat> uh, I would like to, I'd like to ask, I'd like to suggest on why I think we should sign a Dama Traore, if that's all right. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think with how Nuno was playing with the uh, with the really fast paced counter attack, and what something I noticed from the difference between Wolves and City 
is Lucas Moura made such a huge makes a, such a huge difference if he's playing well. The team mm-hmm. is so fluid and he was able to get out so many tight spots against City, but then this but then Wolves he lost the ball so much and what I'm trying to pitch here is with Adama's speed, you have a backup out ball to expose if Lucas isn't isn't playing well. You take mm-hmm. you take him off, put on put on Adama, and then that's like you have defense just shivering in the 60th minute when they're knackered, they're barely matching yeah. to hold more, and then you have Adamo fresh legs coming on, absolutely dis- disrupting a uh, their defense. And if they're playing, if they end up playing deeper because of them coming on, that's great. You get more time. Stick on Don't the get me... not. Yeah. Don't get me but... wrong. I totally agree with you. But I just don't think he's priority right now. I would sign him if we if we already had a pretty, you know, had complete all, squad, all yeah. Finding sorted, sorted and stuff. <laughs> but right now, really, what we're prioritising is a back, is a replacement for Ndombele because it looks like he's definitely leaving now. I don't think he can come back from this. Well, I mean, uh, honestly, we, we should be prioritising a centre back. Well, yeah, then... centre back and then Ndombele. If we sell Ndombele, yeah. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to talk a bit, a bit about Ndombele because he's uh, not, pretty not yet. Smart, Hold on, I still it? want to talk about the uh, Adama Traore thing really quickly. Yeah. Because um, I do agree with you, Bodhi. I mean, if we could just have Adama Traore on our bench, like that would be amazing. But uh, the Wolves, uh, Wolves asking price for him, uh, that was in the uh, the news that I saw was £40 million. And we are not a club that spends £40 million for a player to come off the bench. Uh, so I, just, I don't think it's realistic necessarily. Um, but if we could sign him for twenty million or twenty five million or less, I would take it. Um, that's why we're not a top team because top teams well, spend that money to strengthen the bench. That's why when you saw us against pa- uh, Pacos, was it what they're called? That's why yeah. when you saw our second team out, we were horrendous. Our second team are a bunch of twenty million euro players at best. Like obviously you have Gill and all, but they're still getting into the squad. But players that are already playing for our, that were already playing that are playing in our second team, they're twenty million euros at best. Players like Adama, Adama, sorry, sorry, um, players that you've signed for 30, 40 million euros to have on the bench, those are the, t- the top teams sign those types of players. If you if you want to be challenging for Champions League top three, you need to sign those types of players to be playing on the bench in the second team because that's the only way we're really going to progress. I disagree with that. Um, I don't think that's the only way you can progress. I think Leicester have shown that smart recruitment can get you uh, up to the top of the table. Uh, and, you know, if you don't bottle it like they do, you can get top four. But um, we're but not a team... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish, let me finish. We're not a team that can afford 40 million people on the bench because we have bigger problems in our starting 11. You know, Dyer and Sanchez, they're doing good right now, but I have no faith that they'll be able to keep this up for an entire season. 40 million, I'd rather spend that on a center back or a right back or uh, another center mid if Dombele is leaving, or a winger. I mean, we have we have so many more issues in the spot, I think, than um, than starting uh, than signing a player to come off the bench. I think we could improve on Lucas Mora for forty million. I think uh, Rafinha from Leeds uh, would be a, a fantastic signing. But uh, yeah, uh, Max, what do you think about uh, Adama Traore? Can I just say, is Adama oh, oh, really that big? Let, uh, let Max go. Oh, sorry, what was the question again? Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Adama Traore and would you sign him if you could? Uh, no, 30 to 40 million would no, be the uh, asking price from Wolves. No, no? sign him because he's just a bolt up Steven Bergwijn. Just can't finish mm-hmm. the save as well, if I mean. Yeah. 
I mean, um, I mean, to be honest, great player, excellent dribbler of the ball, strong, agile, <laughs> wins headers. So he's literally so overall, a troll really like brilliant on the ball, but no end products. As I said, he's basically Bergwijn with Babriel. It's basically how it is. Yeah. So I'll probably pay like 20 mil max for him. But, yeah, I agree. But um, at the same time, I'm not like, I wouldn't take him. Like, we've got Lucas Moura. I'll, I'll stick with him. Brian mm-hmm. Hill. Yeah, 20 mil. Yeah, 20 mil. He's got no end product. He's a bulks up Bergwijn. Simple as that. We signed Bergwijn for 23 mil. He's the same player. He's the same player. He's just stronger. That's it. But, yeah, um, I'll Everything. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but how is Adama an upgrade on Lucas Mora? He's he's big, he's strong, he intimidates defenses, but he's not got more skill than Lucas. I'm going to be totally honest with you. He's not. I, I feel like we've been talking about uh, Adama football for quite a bit. We've we talked about him quite a bit, yeah, and yeah. he hasn't been linked by many people. So uh, let's move on here uh, to the uh, Tangi Dombele situation. Um, uh, Alfred, we can start with you here. Uh, would you sell him uh, if he wants to go? First of all, I think it's really sad. I really, I really mm-hmm. wanted him to work out. He was such a great player in defense league. Yeah. I mean, I don't really watch it, but what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wanted him to work out, but now, if he doesn't want to stay, we have to sell him. And apparently, yeah. quite a few clubs want to pay for him as well. Like not maybe mm-hmm. sixty million, but like forty-five it's million sad euros. For me. It's sad for me because um, I got a Nombele top when in the 2019 2020 season when he first signed. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a waste of money. Well, it is a good memento of his first season in the club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just I. I agree that it's it's pretty sad. I think he's such a talented player, and wherever he goes, I have a feeling he's going to be one of the best players in the league. Um, unless he doesn't go to Premier League again. Yeah, unless yeah, if he goes anywhere else except the Premier League, I think he'll be one of the best players in the league. Definitely. Um, if he stays in the Premier League, I think he'll still be pretty solid. But um, but yeah, I just think overall with him, if he wants to go, I think we have to sell him. Um, I think Nuno's made a point of saying that his job here is to uh, prepare your players to play for Spurs, uh, not to make them want to play for Spurs. I think we have to have people who are here, who want to be here, who are ready to fight and work and get to the top of the table. Um, or not like necessarily first place, but just getting towards the top of the table and getting closer and just improving and improving. But uh, yeah, uh, Charles, what are your thoughts on uh, Don Blay and would you sell him? Well, for, for me, it's really sad because he was—he's honestly—he was honestly one of my favorite players. And when it comes to me praising him, I—I I, I was there was moments when I was saying that he is the best mid- midfielder in the prem, or that he will definitely become the best midfielder in the prem. And mm-hmm. I was always offending, even when he had pretty lazy game and stuff. But I mean, I think he's the most disrespectful piece of crap I've ever seen. We paid fifty. 50- million for the guy he's been uh, he, he's he's been literally his legs are made of glass and this is the third time he's wanted to leave the club since joining what have we done wrong to the guy he uh, there have been reports that he would ra- he, he there have been reports that he would rather um go back to leon than stay at spurs 
like in the swap mm-hmm. deal with Alwar, which I would take. But why why would you rather play for Leon, who aren't even in the Champions League either? But yeah. it, it just makes no sense to me. I don't know what his problem is. I know I think... Aurier and Sissoko are leaving. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, but to be fair, like on that point, um, people have said like, oh, his friends are leaving. But, mate, you're a professional footballer. Like, yeah, I know. That's you're getting paid 200,000 pounds a week. 200,000 pounds per week. Is it that that's much? More than, oh, my word. Yeah, that's more than most people make in probably three, four, five, six years. Um, and he's getting that every single week to play for this club. And he keeps wanting to leave. I, I, I love him. And if he stayed, I would totally back him. But he just, I don't think he's showing enough um, motivation uh, to be here. Uh, Bodie, what are your thoughts on the situation? On the ball, he's he's next level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his passing, his dribbling, it's you know, it's top quality. It's Premier League quality. It's it's a winning team's quality. But his mentality, his work rate, it's so lackluster. If Jose stayed a long, a little longer, I reckon Indomley would be in a lot better shape at the minute than what he currently is. But the fact that Jose left, you know, he just I, and th- this is the thing, right? If you if you want to leave that bad because, like, this is what it said, he wanted to leave because Musa Sissoko and Serge Aurier are likely to, are likely to leave. If you really want to leave that bad, and the only thing that's making you want that wants makes you want to stay is your is your teammates, then why are you here in the first place? The, it's for you to grow yeah. as a player, to win trophies with your team, and it's, it's not about it's not, Sorry. it's not about. I'm not going to go to a different school because my friends go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. like, honestly, if that's his mentality. I'm not going to talk much. I just need what I need. Just need to say one sentence. Yeah, I just wanted to say the thing about Sissoko and uh, Aurier. At least if his two friends were good footballers, like at least if his two best friends were Kane and Son and they were leaving, totally understandable. But Sissoko and Aurier, I mean, come on, mate. It, it, you you should be happy that they're leaving, mate. I mean, uh, this uh, I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, I do think he's one of the most uh, talented footballers that Tottenham has probably ever seen. But um, I just don't think the motivation is there. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, you have to have people that are in the club who want to be there um, and who are willing to fight for it. Um, but at the same time, you know, you also have to have some talented players that can take you to the next level. So um, it's all about finding that right balance. Um, and I think it's pretty obvious that we need to sign a midfielder before the, uh, the window closes. Uh, if Dombele wants out, uh, we still have Winks. We still have Sissoko. Um, so, like, right now, I'd say our only midfield options are Skip, Hoybier, Dele, and Lasalso. And, you know, if we're going to be playing with three center mids throughout the season, then that's just not quite going to cut it. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the remaining week has in store for us. Uh, you know, Daniel Levy likes a deadline day deal, so I wouldn't be surprised for a couple of those to uh, end up happening. But, yeah. Um, any other topics anyone uh, wants to cover before we wrap it up? Nope. nope. Can I just turn over what I was going to say real quick? I'm just – Yeah, go for it. I'm, if you have that sort of mentality and you want to, and you want to leave a club mm-hmm. because your friend, because your friends are leaving, you have to understand – you're a professional footballer who's earning, who's earning 
200,000 a week while people are starving on the streets. Like you are earning too much as it is realistically. Um, mm. But, you know, the fact that he's earning that much just to be not even playing, it's like, and then for you to want to leave because your friends are leaving, it's a, it mm. makes you question if it, you make you think, okay, yeah, well, I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even going to lie, right? If he's, if he's just going to become overweight and slobby and then he's just going to force his way, I'd rather wink stay. And that's saying that's that's like you'd want someone that's going to play for the badge, whether they're good or not. And if, if we're able to get our plus some cash or Weston McKenney, one or the other, because that's the talk really, Weston McKenney or our, if you can get one or the other for for um, plus cash, see you later, Ndombele, who needs you? I mean, those two are better players than Ndombele is right now. So yeah, I would um, I'd be happy to see him leave if if you get a good sum for him, even mm-hmm. if he was. All right, because you know they're better. They're better than him. But the fact that he wants to leave because of his friends and all—that's just an extra. That's just extra for you to think. Okay, yeah, see you later. Then. So, yeah, yeah. If I, I hope, I hope if he does stay, I hope he succeeds. But with with him not being in Nuno's plans and he, and him wanting to leave, uh, I just I think he's. I think he'll be gone by the end of the window. Along with Sissoko, I think Winks will end up staying, and we'll sign a midfielder, maybe Weston McKenney, Awa, or that Saar. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna sign uh, Sar, but it uh, looks like he's gonna go back on loan to Mets, um, and he looks like he's gonna be quite a good player. So I'll be interested to see if he plays for us next season. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, talking about McKenney, yeah, um, I, I I must say I'd prefer him over Al actually. So I've watched him for Juventus in a few games, and he was absolutely immense, especially in big games like against Barcelona. He's a yeah. really good box to box midfielder. And mm-hmm. he's very consistent and young. Um, and, you know, I'm sure Toby knows, uh, you know a lot about him. You know, he's yeah. a place for the USA. And, you know, I, I just think he'd be a really good addition to the squad. And he always gives this 100% as well. So, yeah, I think he'd be a really mm-hmm. good addition. Along with Pepe Sarr, um, who's, who, who looks like we're going to sign him. Um, but, yeah, we can talk about that another time. Uh, I, agree with, uh, I agree with you, though. Uh, McKinney's quite a player. I think he'd be a great signing for us. But. Uh, That is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Remember to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We're trying to hit 300 before the end of September. So go hit the uh, subscribe button. If you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Only if it's five stars though. And if you're listening to it on Spotify, uh, I don't think there's anything you can't do. So we appreciate you. But, uh, or any other uh, streaming service. But, uh that is pretty much all we have for you today like i said uh, remember to follow us on twitter and on insta it's at one hotspur pod we love you all and we'll catch you in the next one come on you spurs